This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. And this is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflective... I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflective. (laughs) And this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. (laughs) Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with a drinking problem. Hey guys, we got a really big episode for you today. Two episodes, in fact. Exactly. One you will hear today and the next we're going to post on Thursday because this was an extra long, extra interesting interview. So please buckle up and enjoy. Peace. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to a very special episode of Drink, Drank, Drunk. It is very special. My heart is beating a thousand beats per minute. Did you have nervous poops today? No, not yet, but it probably <laughs> will happen with this alcohol. <laughs> God, I hope we cut that out. <laughs> so we're excited, uh, nervous in a good way, because yeah. we have our very first special guests joining us today. Everybody say hi to Emmy and Julie from BuzzFeed.com. Ooh, hey. Yay. Hi. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. can you guys tell us what you do over at BuzzFeed? Um, I, I, this is Julie talking. I am the style editor over at, at the, the old BuzzFeed. Ooh la la. And hi, I'm Emmy. I'm the copy chief at BuzzFeed. So what does that mean? Just in case I'm sure all our nerdy listeners know, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I basically, uh, I run our copy department which uh, we are seven people across three three bureaus. And we basically just read as much as we can across the site and make sure that it is grammatically correct and the spelling's correct and no one's making any like really horribly offensive language (laughs) choices. Um, And they're also like videos. We look at videos um, that have like... uh, that have text on them, like, you know, yeah. subtitles and stuff like that, or like not subtitles, but like tickers at the bottom. Um, basically anything with words that is going to get a lot of eyes on it or that's really long and complex. Okay. We read. Dream job. And- <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty much my dream job. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to the important stuff. What are you guys drinking? I'm such a huge disappointment today. I, like, I, look, I wanted to be really good and wasted for you guys but Aww. i have some kind of cold situation happening oh, no. so i'm on like i'm on like a lot of sudafed right now so you are doing the scissorp yeah i'm i'm fully scissorped at the moment Perfect. it's the same it's the same yeah um yeah it's the same it's it's fine uh i am drinking a Wine from Trader Joe's, yeah. seven dollars. Well, you're fancy Ooh, up in New York with your it, with your stores that can sell I know. wine. Bragging. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a step and a half up from uh, two buck chuck, which is like which is three dollars in New York. It's not two buck chuck here; it's three buck chuck. That's misleading. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a, a drink and a half in, maybe two. I don't know. Yeah, awesome, right. awesome. Linda and I are have a little Sauvignon Blanc going on right now. Nice. Nice and summery. We're, Feels good. We'll soon switch to 
to beer, I think. Or actually, no, we have two bottles of wine up here. Never mind. We're, we're in Don't it for worry. the long haul. <laughs> Don't worry. We packed a cooler. <laughs> There's something that um, Emmy wrote in her email originally when we were like, is there anything you, any burning things that you guys want to talk about and, you know, that you're, that you're really passionate about? And you said so many great things. I believe I responded, this is the best email of my day or something like that. But um, (laughs) once. I appreciate that response. (laughs) One thing that I really was interested in hearing your perspective on was the N dash. E-N is a Nancy. Oh my god, I could I could write a dissertation on the end. Uh, I would read it like every night. <laughs> <laughs> so just to remind people, uh, we're talking E N N dash, meaning it takes up the same space as the letter N. It's not the long M dash. It's not the short hyphen. It's like the Goldilocks in the middle, just right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hyphen and a half. Yeah, just Aww, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, should man, what, should I just go right into it? Yeah, I talk so much about the end dash. Tell me about it. Yeah, why do you like it? What what attracts you to the end dash? <laughs> <laughs> it's such an artful dash. Uh, it is artful. Know? That's a perfect word for it. Okay, keep going. I won't interrupt you it's, too much. <laughs> it's so no, I love this. Oh man, I'm so happy that you guys also appreciate the end dash. <laughs> the thing is, it's it's a dying dash, I feel like, and I feel like you guys probably agree. It is, yeah. I would prefer that people not use it if they don't know how. Like, yes. A lot of things in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that's like that's like a vaguely sexual sexually tinged <laughs> phrase right there. <laughs> Yeah. That's how I feel about yeah, the end okay. dash. So okay. yeah, that's that's a, a front runner for the title of the episode. I would prefer people yeah, don't use it I if agree. they don't know how. Could be said about many things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so what I love about the end dash is that yeah, so it's an artful dash, and most people don't care about it. Like no one knows what an end dash is, except for copy editors and people who love language and are nerds mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like. Oh my God, is there anything, is there any better feeling than spotting a properly used There really isn't, there really isn't. There is not, (laughs) there's nothing. So, okay. So it's like knowing about a really cool band that nobody else knows about and then finding somebody else who does. And then like when you hear that out in the wild, you're like, what's the, okay, like, titillated by it. I'm like Emmy's nightmare at work. So, so (laughs) what what is the proper usage of an N-dash? Okay, there are very many instances where you can use an N dash correctly. So most, like in the most technical sense, it's used to denote ranges. So if you're saying like okay. 19, it's basically a stand-in for the word through. So like 1999 through 2009, Good sure, time. normal person would throw a hyphen in there, no big deal. But a copy editor, a seasoned copy editor knows that technically... An end dash should be used there because it it signifies uh, a range or time frame or you know like three three to thirty dollars. You should actually use an end dash there. But the my thing is sometimes the end dash. Oh wait, okay. Before I go into that, um, it's also used in like when you have compound nouns. Like if you have a compound noun that's modifying something that's then modifying a third thing. So. I know that sounds very confusing in words, spoken words. So let's say a New York-born man. Mm-hmm. If you were to say a Tennessee-born man, hyphen, easy enough, right? Tennessee-born mm-hmm. space man. 
But because New York is two words, it's a compound noun, technically you should use an N dash there. So it should be New York N dash born man, because that's telling the reader New York and born are both modifying man. Mm -hmm. York born isn't the only thing modifying man, which like obviously, obviously when you actually read that, like when you read that, there's no way to misread it. Which is like I an don't argument know. that if I if you understand. read that in York, Pennsylvania, people might think you're talking about a newborn from yeah. York. True. <laughs> That's True. a good point. Yeah, there, there we go. That's put why that, you need put the that end. At dash. the beginning of a sentence, mm-hmm. a New York born man, you could be talking about a York born man who's new, mm-hmm. which makes no sense, but there is a possibility. I'm it sure could somewhere. Happen. That instance, a- that instance mm-hmm. that you just um, mentioned to use the end dash is actually my favorite um, end dash to spot in the wild. <laughs> you guys are Wait, so I have a cool about the end dash though because this is like the thing I, I get the usage of it to like denote like between 1938 and 1948 but the thing that always catches me is do you put a little spacey in between that so is it just like is it just like no oh no. my god Linda just I'm rolled sorry. her eyes to the I heavens things, I swear to god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was it was like if you had been in the room that was like a joke i made to you but you weren't here so it just looked super bitchy <laughs> um okay wait and then the third example of like also a great use of the end dash is when you use it to like to signify equal weight on either side is how i like to think mm, about it mm-hmm. so like the u.s mexico border your everyday person that knows nothing about dashes, throw a hyphen in there, but it should actually be an end dash because the end dash is saying there's equal weight in the United States and in Mexico when we're talking about the border or like the New York end dash New Jersey border. Those are like, or New York, or what's a, what's a state that borders yeah. the New York, does New York see, border Connecticut? See, yeah. I, knew, <laughs> I knew that. I don't know end yeah. dashes, but okay, I know so the states. New, um, yeah, so that's so like the New York, N dash Connecticut border. So that's showing you like, okay, there's an N dash here. This means that you shouldn't just look at the one word before the N dash. You should look at the full compound noun right in front of the N dash. Also, oh my God, best <laughs> use of the M dash that I've ever seen in a BuzzFeed post. Mm. It was it was a post about like cool things to buy when it rains. Mm-hmm. And it was a shoe and it was check out this cool tennis shoe rain boot hybrid. And I and they had put a hyphen in there. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the perfect time to use an N-dash. Because if you use a hyphen, it's like, what's a shoe rain boot? Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. So that's a thing. That and then also perfect. if you have... This is my last thing, and then I'll, I'll stop because I could <laughs> I, I could just be here literally until the sun goes down. So the last example is if you have like a if you have hyphenated compound nouns, which this is like super rare in real life. Right. But let's say you were saying something like the editor in chief, editor at large, liaison, whatever that means. Right. So both of those titles have internal hyphens in them. And if, like, let's say you were to throw another hyphen in there, it's like, what the, like, what are we looking at? Where right. does the hyphen stop? Like, where does the, where does the next compound word start? So throw an N dash in there, and it's very clear that you're talking about two distinct uh, hyphenated compound It's nouns. a very Love strong it. piece of punctuation. And or, or it has a lot of different... Our listeners, yeah. who I know are getting all in a tizzy about this, we don't expect you to know how to do this. 
It's Nobody's advanced. judging you. <laughs> it's just a piece of punctuation that people use, and Linda and Emmy really like it. But don't get all, <laughs> don't get your panties in a wad. And if you're nervous about how to use it, just do the old say the liaison between the editor in chief and yeah, the da da da. Just reword it, guys. Reword it's okay. It. Also, <laughs> the UK, the UK does not recognize mm. the end dash in the way that we use it here in the US. At least that's what my UK copy editor tells me. They do. He might just Is that the M? Do they use the end dash for the M dash? Yes. Yeah, that's annoying. Yes. They're like, oh, I, I guess the M dash is too long for our British eyes. So we <laughs> need to use the end dash instead. But it's like... <laughs> Yeah, so they just, they totally, they totally pretend that the end dash, the way that we use it, just doesn't exist. And I'm like, you guys are missing out on so many satisfying opportunities. They really are. Well, while we're, while we're talking about exciting things, and before we forget to talk oh, about this. Oh my God, yes. I want to make sure that you tell everybody about the newsletter that just launched just for word nerds. It was so exciting to see it in my inbox today. I know. I subscribed for my work account because I feel like it's nurturing my career. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yes. And it popped I up agree. and I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so BuzzFeed just launched a language newsletter. It's called Quibbles and Bits. So great. And I have to give full credit to my deputy copy chief, Megan, who hey, is Megan. fantastic. Hey, Megan. <laughs> um, you guys should follow her on Twitter. She's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have a, do you guys have a newsletter? No. no. Oh, my God. You guys should do a newsletter. We'll, we'll think about we'll it. We'll get on that. <laughs> you, should have, you should have heard the conversation that went down here when we had to like start a Twitter account. We are like, oh, it's so hard to do Twitter. <laughs> it is. It really is. Up like, with stay it. on top of that and like stay on brand and like figure out like, yeah, what your audience wants. Um, but yeah, so Megan, she, she well, the both of us, we, we send out regular emails to the BuzzFeed staff. So every other week, I'll send out what I call the fun Friday copy roundup. Oh, God, that's so amazing. Like, can you BCC me on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how can we get on that? So it's basically just like reminders, er- like common errors that me or that that I've seen or that my staff has seen. And they're like, hey, can you include this in a roundup? Because I've been seeing a lot of people capitalizing Summer, like that's a big thing. Like that's I included that in today's yeah, this, round. The season like, capitalization. People capitalizing seasons. So I do that, and then I have a list of like new additions or revisions to the BuzzFeed style guide. So I send that every other week, and then Megan she sends out like a Q and A email on the other Fridays that I don't send out this email about questions. It includes questions and answers about language and copy related stuff that editors have asked. And someone on staff, Meg Kramer, who does our podcast, she was like, hey, you know, it'd be great if you guys did a newsletter like for the public. And we were like, "Eh, I don't know if anybody would really be into that, but we could try. Sure. Why not? And um, yeah, so that happened. And Megan, Megan did the bulk of the work. We, you know, we, we all collaborated and worked together on it. But um, yeah, so we have a monthly newsletter it's not too intrusive you know once a month i feel like yeah, that's, that's like perfect. it's not too overwhelming mm-hmm. um and it includes a bunch of stuff just like general language guidelines and grammatical stuff and fun like the lat like the so for instance the newsletter that went out today 
we had a section called the weird word corner where hopefully this will be a recurring thing where we just have like a weird word and we acknowledge the etymology of it or whatever about it. And this one was the word slanguage. I saw so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So the weird thing about this. Okay. So slanguage, it's a hybrid of slang and language. The weird thing was that if you go to, you know how you can type in words in Google Ngram? Yes. Yeah. We talked about that on our last episode that hasn't come out yet. Oh my God. It's so fun. Yes. I had the best time. (laughs) Apparently the word slanguage spiked in 1944. Oh. We're like, what? Why? That's just so bizarre. And so we asked, you know, if there are any linguists out there, like, do you guys know why this happened? Someone emailed us today. Oh. There was a book in 1944 that was published called The Slanguage Dictionary for fun. And I'm, I need to buy this <laughs> oh book Oh, my now. gosh. It's, totally. It's slang from 1944. Is it on eBay? Have you found it? For, it's on eBay. It's on Amazon. It's like $15. Oh. And I'm definitely buying a copy. And you guys, I feel like you guys would like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Definitely. So, Emmy, can you tell people how to um, sign up for the, the newsletter? Oh, yes. Um, So there is a link. I don't know if there's a way to sign up without actually going to the link in the... Hold on a sec. We'll put it on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we'll put the link on our Facebook Um, page and on our... our, We'll we'll tweet it. We'll notes. We'll get it out there. We'll put it in the show notes. There was something um, in the BuzzFeed style guide that we came across that I thought was um, pretty interesting because I like totally agree with it. But I, I like didn't think that anyone else put this much thought into things like this. But um, when you are ending a sentence with a question mark and an exclamation point, which happens a lot yeah. these days, like when you're outraged and surprised. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Um, the BuzzFeed style guide says to do the question mark first and then the exclamation point. And never the other way around. Not the other way around. So I would just love to know everything about this. Like, how did this conversation come about? Like, how much debate took place? Or like, was it just one person being like, this is the way we're doing it? Um, I I would love to know. I can't even remember how this entry came to be. And I, I think it was, I think it's been in there from the beginning. Yeah. So it must have just been my executive decision. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, we need to be consistent. All right, let's 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 put the question mark first. I think, like a lot of things, so, okay, just to backtrack a little bit, I started at BuzzFeed in October 2012, and I was, I was the first copy editor that the site had ever hired. Wow. And I think it was because, like, that was around the time they had just hired an editor-in-chief that, that prior January, and they started... Uh, they had just launched the long form vertical, which is our features Mm -hmm. section. So they were like, okay, yeah, you know, they had, they were kind of just, you know, they had just made a very distinct, uh, a distinct turn from being the site that just aggregates sort of internet weird stuff and like cat gifts and things like that to actually being a legitimate news site and publishing, you know, big, big feature stories Mm -hmm. and hard hitting, you know, news stories and stuff like that. Um, so they were like, okay, we need a style guide. You should make a style guide. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the earlier entries just came from people asking me like, yeah. Hey, I've seen this. And then I've seen this. We do both of them. Which one should we choose? Yeah. And in my head, I, I probably just, I mean, I'm assuming that like my, <laughs> my thought process was, 
okay, whenever you have a question mark and exclamation mark, um, it's it's a question before it's an ex- before it's yep. an exclamatory phrase. You know, so like let's say the sentence, "Are you kidding uh, me?" or something. Are you kidding me? How could this have ever happened? Or yeah. you know, whatever. Um, Who gave these girls a podcast? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That deserves a lot of question marks, probably. (laughs) Yeah, like you could, it could do without the exclamation. And from context, you can usually get the gist that it's also an exclamatory phrase. So I think that was, that's the reasoning. And the answer is we gave it to ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Joy, do you um, ever get annoyed when your, when your posts are, Wait, like you reread your post, you notice how much they've been edited or, um, you know, oh, does it does it annoy you? Not at all. I mean, Man, it's I'm... like our saving grace from ourselves. We are. That makes me feel so good because I like really Aww. overly edit people a lot no, of times. No, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, it's so, especially at a place like this, it's so necessary because we're trying to often get stories up so quickly um because i just i do style but i also do what we call social news which is like viral breaking stories so a lot of times Mm -hmm. like we're not looking too closely at what we're doing before we get it up because time is more important than um anything else a lot of the time yeah um and so it's really great for us to have somebody looking at stuff and back reading it and going back into our posts and saying like (laughs) <laughs> there, there needs to be a, peri- a, a, a period here or there needs to be, you know, like this is yeah totally wrong yeah. the way that this I, is. I honestly miss having Linda edit everything that I wrote. <laughs> oh my God. It's, yeah. it's really, that was hilarious. a treat. It's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it also, I feel like would make me lazy sometimes because I'd be like, eh, she'll fix this. <laughs> people have said that to me before at the, I just changed jobs and people at my old job are like, oh, like, you know, I mean, not just me, but our our um, our editor director, our editorial director as well. Like, we just fix up things for people, and they're like, "I just get so used to having you guys do everything." <laughs> I think the yeah. thing the, that's really stuff. interesting at being in a place like BuzzFeed is the way that, um, you know, and and I think that I think that this changes. I don't think it really changes as fast as we think it does, but it, it's sort of like feels like language changes really fast here. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes it's hard to remember or be aware of like just how quickly and how much the language that you're using is kind of modifying like right in front of your eyes. So that's kind of like a weird, interesting thing about about being here because like we're literally, you know, we're using language, but we're also creating it at the same time. You know, that's a yeah. really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. How yeah. often are you updating your style guide? And just so people, if you just Google BuzzFeed style guide, you'll get a link to the page and it's utterly fascinating, at least to somebody <laughs> like me. I mean, yeah. I think Beauty Blender just was put in it today, right? I, yes. Yeah. Beauty Blender. I just saw that uh, as I was going through. I was like, wow, one word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Never knew. What's a Beauty Blender? Brian wants to know what a beauty blender is. It's uh, a makeup even, tool. I feel like Julie can probably answer. It's like a it's a makeup. Yeah, applicator. it's just a, yeah. it's a applicator for like foundations and and like liquid. Duh, that was just for the. No, I didn't know either. I was like, I'm just I'm just not going to say anything. You should have seen. I went into 
Sephora. This is a side note. I went into Sephora yesterday and I was basically like, so I've been using like powder for like over 10 years now. Um, Teach me how to do makeup, you know? And the woman was like, I was like, I'm in this like, you know, point now where I need a little bit more coverage than just powder. Like, you know, I'm in I'm in a great age where I have both acne and wrinkles, which oh, is I love awesome. That age. I'm there yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. So I was and she was like, powder is like literally the worst thing for your face for someone like you because it accentuates your wrinkles. I was like, oh thanks. All right, I've been doing it all wrong. Making me feel really good right now. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I just learned a lot about makeup yesterday, but she did not teach me beauty blender. So I'm glad to know that should I ever need to use it, it will be one word. Yeah, well, I think the thing like we don't we don't just add things to the style guide that are new or a new meme that has really right. blown up. If it's if it's obvious enough what the styling is by a quick Google search or whatever, then I don't think it needs to be added. But something like Beauty Blender. So companies love doing this fun stuff where they lowercase their product names or they'll add a period in there or or they'll do vanity capitalization like oh let's just randomly capitalize this n or whatever so beauty blender as trademarked by the company is lowercase b starts with lowercase b all one word and sometimes you know if someone's not totally familiar with that product and with the trademark, like with the, their trademark yeah, style, yeah. they might read that as an oversight or, I mean, they probably won't, but our style at BuzzFeed is not to adhere to vanity capitalization just because sometimes it can get a little obnoxious. Yes. And I know you guys have covered this with like Legos, like Lego, the Lego yeah. company is like, so adamant. Give me a rest. Give, give it a break. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Like, yeah. So Beauty Blender, we were like, oh, my God, we can't take seeing this as all one word, all lowercase anymore. So we just decided to make an executive decision and capitalize the first B. And hopefully they don't write us a nasty email. But that's I mean, that's our style. Whatever. I feel like a lot of other a lot of other places do this, too. It's just, you know, it's 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 style. And, you know, oh, hi, dog. gosh, did you guys? You're right. <laughs> Your dog is really passionate about uh, vanity I'm capitalization. Just- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so here's another question for Julie about writing for a, quote, meme factory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what post are you most proud of? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, so... I feel like that I could not even tell you because I've written thousands of them here. Um, What's a fave? I I would say like one that really sticks out in my head is one. It's a real happy one. It's called <laughs> it's called Twenty Nine Things Women Avoid Doing Because We Fear for Our Safety. Oh. Um, it's it's <laughs> so like this was one I did. I guess like about two years ago mm-hmm. um, and it was a collaborative post I did with like a, everyone that works at BuzzFeed. So we have like, we used to just have listservs and now we have slacks, but when we had listservs, I, I kind of think they were a little bit more active than the slacks were mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an internal listserv that's called the women of edit and where we would, we do a lot of like crowdsourcing from. And so I did a, like a crowdsourcing post around like the little things that 
men kind of take for granted that they can do that women have to think twice about. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this post was about. Did anything, any incident like incite this or was it just something you've been thinking about? What it it came out of was that one of, one of my coworkers was talking about how she had had a conversation with someone that she had used, that she used to work with who was like, hey, you know what would be, that's what's really great. They were talking about going running and she, he was like, you know, what's really great is going running um, over the Brooklyn Bridge at night. Oh. And she was like, that's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, I, you know, I, I like to go running when I finish my shift at the restaurant that I work at. Oh, and wow. she was like, that's oh my God. Like no wild. woman would like, ever I would do ne- that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no woman and aren't you would tired? ever go running. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to drink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too. Um, but yeah, he was like, yeah, like I, I go running at two in the morning, like over the Brooklyn Bridge. And she was like, wow, I would never do that. Wow. And so then that kind of sparked this whole conversation among all of us that work here and the cool thing about buzzfeed is like it's like a super it's actually i would say and i don't know if emmy would agree but i i feel that it's a it's a fairly feminist workplace Mm -hmm. so um and certainly more than any other place i've ever worked at and i think that that's pretty reflected in our content yeah and it's certainly reflected in terms of like the feel and the vibe of the office and so it was a really great experience to put this post together, even though obviously it's like a very much a bummer topic. Yeah. Um, and the feedback around it was really awesome. That's awesome. I mean, obviously you're always going to get people that are like, that's not real. Right. <laughs> like, uh, women don't actually have these problems. Women can't, you know, women can do whatever, whenever, like, yeah. you know, and, but, uh, but like it ended up getting like picked up by like the UN at some point. Oh, wow. And, like, yeah, like it was, it was really cool. I felt like it had some real impact. That's so that awesome. was awesome. Yeah. Um, that, that running thing sort of where I thought you were going is something that like I always think about is, um, you know, when you're walking, home or something and you hear someone running behind Mm -hmm. you that like puts oh my god I always get so scared but I do remember one time when I was in college god knows what time I was walking home but someone was running behind me and I was by myself and he crossed the street before he got to me and he Mm. said I just want to let you know I'm in ROTC and I'm out running early Aww. So I was out late. Early. He was up early (laughs) but like he crossed the street because he like I don't know what amazing woman in his life told him like that can freak people out yeah but like he like crossed the street to be like sorry if i scared you like i'm yeah i'm just running or whatever and i was like okay thanks something i've started doing is when i somebody's walking behind me and i feel like i have to keep racing and racing and racing Mm -hmm. is i was like wait a minute I'll just slow way down mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, just like slow it. to a crawl and let them pass me. It took me a long time to figure that trick out. <laughs> yeah. Like try to keep up with them. And then something. it's always like the person gets around me and I'm like, Oh, you're like a 30 year old woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Cause it's weird to like look behind you and you're like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Anyway. Well, that's a, that's a awesome post. Yeah. That, that you worked on. Good choice. Yeah. And our, our team, so I run, I run a team that comprises of like style and beauty editors and like our team does a lot of awesome stuff. And, uh, um, we do a lot of original projects and, you know, like cool, like, you know, experiential stuff where they try, try different things and, um, kind of test stuff out. So people can know whether products are worth buying. And I think that that's like, that's that's like a really cool feature of Buzzfeed. Um, that not a lot of other places I feel like do or do really well. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think, and you know, our whole thing, I, and I think that this is, this again is like a cross company sort of approach is like to kind of approach content, um, you know, in a way that we're trying to like show people bodies and, um, people and the kinds of content that they might not see other places. Yeah, totally. So, Emmy, what about you? Anything that you, um, are particularly proud of, um, you know, that you, that you've published or even that you've just worked on at, at BuzzFeed? Um, I mean, I feel like things that I've published probably aren't relevant to this conversation. I mean, my favorite thing that I published was an essay about how I had nine pet lobsters as a I read 10-year-old that. child. Oh my gosh, fangirl, um, which I can look up in the BuzzFeed style guide. Yeah. <laughs> fangirl, Bye. all one word. All one word, I would have mm-hmm. guessed that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I think I read it before. But what I will say is that I think, um, as Julie mentioned, I feel like we do definitely work in an environment that is, you know, it's it's definitely more feminist than any other place I've ever worked. And I've worked at fashion magazines and teen magazines, and I've worked yeah. in women's retail, um, like, you know, as a copywriter. And I feel like a lot of that is, good segue here, reflected in the BuzzFeed style guide, because you know, a lot of, sometimes people will use certain phrases or say stuff that they don't realize might be loaded, might have certain connotations. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not even, you know, sometimes it's not a deliberate use of words or certain phrases, but like, for instance, you know, with body image, like we have something in the style guide about avoiding the phrases real women or regular women or normal Mm -hmm. women. Right. And hat tip to Julie and Nora, Nora, Nora Whelan. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Mm -hmm. Um, Who helped with this section also. And just like stuff like, you know, being mindful of terminology that people use for themselves. Like some people are not into the idea of like plus as a label, like plus size. Sometimes people prefer fat for its directness or curvy, or sometimes they don't like either. Or, you know, so I think, and we have something in the style guide about how if it's unclear what a subject's preferred terminology is, or if there's no subject in the story, then offer multiple options. So I think stuff like that is also what's, what is cool about the style guide. Can I like say that as like a shameless, totally, yeah, just, you know, and and to be clear, you know, I did not create this on my own and, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it was a big collaborative effort. So I think, yeah, there are a lot of things in the style guide about this sort of stuff that I think reflect our ethos and, and the idea of, you know, of, you know, we, we have a lot of fe- feminist ideals and, um, and just being mindful of like people as humans. And I think that's really cool. Um, and we also have this thing where we're like, if gender isn't relevant, then don't mention it. You know, like why does? Yeah, it's a big right? editing like, thing now. Is I mean, as it should be, is like a woman doctor and like a man doctor. Like yeah. you would never oh, say God, a man I doctor. Hate that. Yeah, I hate that. Or yeah. like songstress. It's like just say singer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you use that? Yeah, you know. And I don't know. So just, you know, being mindful of that sort of stuff, I think is, is cool. Cause you don't often see that. In, no, it's great. And I mean, considering like how many eyes are on your site every day, it's, you know, a, a small way to make a big impact. Definitely. It's just the words you choose to use and not use. 
Yeah, I think that I think that that's really like that's a really cool and important part of the work that Emmy does and that we do here is this idea that like language is a, is like language is language but it's also like it's part of what builds the social construct like that yeah. we all that we all live in um so we need to be super super mindful of how we decide to like incorporate language into the work that we do and think about how we want to use language to be to be a pro- progressive voice um you know and and that's like i think that that's like been a super super great thing that i feel like specifically like Emmy and her team and working with the working so closely with the edit staff has been able to do here because it's been less of like a prescriptive model of like, here's the copy desk, like handing down, like how we're going to talk about things, but more like, let's have a conversation about what kinds of words we want to use and what kind of words and language we don't want to use, which is, I think like how it should be definitely you know yeah like one of the lgbt editors told me that so in our style guide we um so we have a a whole section about you know uh, we have an lgbt section and terms and phrases related to you know that sort of that content relating to lgbt stuff and we have uh terms that are were adapted from the glad transgender glossary of terms so we so we advise saying you know don't the 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 phrase sex change operation we don't use that yeah. you know we you would say sex reassignment surgery mm-hmm. and then one of the LGBT editors was like actually um, a more uh, something that's gaining a lot of uh, you know common use is gender affirmation surgery rather than sex oh, reassignment surgery oh, nice. and like I didn't know that you know so it's so it's really great to just have all of these people that have experience and have um, who just like who know these you know who know different things and are have experience in different areas who can provide this information yeah. and it's like like of course we want our we want the content that we publish to resonate with the right people in the right way and and I think that was I was like oh that's really cool because I I didn't know that yeah. I didn't realize that that was a term nope. that was used and I think that's really cool and you know so then we added that so we're like you know use sex reassignment surgery or gender affirmation surgery. And if, if there's a subject, you know, that is in the story, use their preferred term. So I thought, you know, it's, it's really cool. There's always a constant dialogue and even like the, we'll do classes at BuzzFeed where I'll talk about BuzzFeed style and just general grammatical and punctuation basics and stuff like that. And then we have another class that's like sensitive topics. So we talk about appropriate language to use when you're, when you're talking about sensitive topics and it's always a, a discussion. And I just, I love hearing other people's opinions and it's not like we're ruling this copy desk with an iron fist and what we say goes you know it's just like I'm relying on everyone else so much because I don't I don't know everything about the world you know (laughs) well I I feel like too like you know like the the Caitlyn Jenner was like a really big moment for a lot of this stuff right like I mean it was probably like, a lot of was, it was probably a lot of outlets ta- like writing about these things for maybe the first time at least right, in a big way. Yeah. Right. And I and I think yeah. that that was like a really like a really interesting point, right? Cuz like people started to have to have the conversations about like how do we talk about these things in a way that is, you know, progressive and thoughtful and and respectful and like gets it right. And I thought it was really cool that we like we had to we had 
have had been having those conversations for so long that it didn't feel like a hard conversation to have about like, okay, like how do we want to cover this? Like how, what, what are the pronouns we're going to use? Like, how are we going to refer to this person? Like, and you know, I have, you know, people on, on my direct team that do a lot of work in the trans community. And this is, this, it's so great because like, being able to like, be like, no, like we're going to use the pronouns that these people prefer to be, you know, to be used. And like, this isn't, this isn't like up for debate. Like this isn't, mm-hmm. a, you know, this is no longer like a non-mainstream conversation to have anymore. Right. No, that, that's a, uh, that's really great. And it's all about just inclusiveness and, yep. and anyone who reads your stuff, you want them to feel like they belong there. And that's, um, yeah, you know, the goal and we of always everyone. say, you know, language is evolving and it's constantly changing and it's always being updated and changed. And since time, since yep, since the beginning, yep. since the very beginning, alive. If anybody wants to take a hard right turn right now, yeah, <laughs> I know we're we like have enough a, of that gender reassignment. <laughs> We have a uh, listener question that we thought it would be fun for our guest experts to answer. Hey guys, great podcast. My name is Ryan Fitzgerald and I work for a venture capital firm. And with inside the firm, there's a bit of contention on whether you use an uppercase K or a lowercase K to represent thousands as it relates to currency. Hoping you guys get to the bottom of it for me. Thanks a lot. That's from Ryan. And... You can uh, tell us, you know, maybe what you would do at BuzzFeed and also your personal preference. They might not match up. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. No one cares. It doesn't really matter (laughs) whether you use a lowercase K (laughs) or a capital K. Just don't like don't use capital K and then lowercase K on the next line. So people read it and they're like, why is one capital and one's lowercase? Are these trying to say two different things? Just choose one. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. We know yeah. what you're saying. Consistency you're is saying, key with cons- a capital consistency K. Consistency is key. <laughs> Just keep it consistent is something you'll see on the gravestones of copy editors across the world. Aww. Um, that's, yeah. I, just, I feel like that's going to be on my, like, on my tombstone. That's Just a good one. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I think uh, in general, at, you know, if this was like in a story that I was editing at BuzzFeed, we usually go to Merriam-Webster. That's the dictionary that we use. Or we go to AP for most things. Um, and for, you know, style-wise and formatting and capitalization-wise. And Merriam-Webster says to use a capital K oh. to signify K, you know, in the sense of thousands or of, a, of a, meaning a thousand. So I would go with the capital K if I were doing this. Okay. Um and I think I'm I'm assuming that, you know, the difference here is like if you use a lowercase K, it could mean carrot. Like Oh, oh. Okay. Um, okay. But in the end, you know, again, it doesn't really matter. Just, We're gonna just understand. And it it, sh- it, w- it will be clear enough. People aren't going to think you went from talking about dollars to carrots back to dollars. <laughs> exactly. If there's a dollar sign there, it's clear what we're talking about. Yep. You know, right. um, but I would go with the capital. Yeah. So, K. Ryan, tell the place you work to pick <laughs> one and stop talking about it. Yeah. Hope you guys like listening to Emmy and Julie. And that's not all. 
On Thursday, we're going to post a bonus episode. It includes our lightning round of questions, which super interesting. Devolved. You have to. <laughs> you have to tune in. It's awesome. It's not quite lightning speed, but it's lightning interesting. <laughs> Do it. See you Thursday. I mean, I'm drunk, but I don't know that I'm too drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you got that recorded. (laughs) This has been a riveting production.